thank you, Nazarene Bible College, for allowing me to be here with you today. As Susan said, I am in my natural element. Um, it's a it's a great day in the Lord. It's beautiful here. I'm sorry it's so cold there. I'll try to share some of that warm weather with you. And uh, we are in 2024, and it's amazing to think how quickly the time flies by. It seems like 2023 was just a moment in time, and I can be rest assured that 2024 is also going to be very quick. But in this time that we have here in 2024, I think what we need to concentrate on is what I would term resolute living. So when I say resolute, what I mean by that is being firmly fixed, firmly established, having our mind singly focused on a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the whole reason why all of us do what we do. It's the reason why we have Nazarene Bible College. It's the reason why we attend there. It's what we do for the living God. And as I mentioned in my biography, I'm very passionate about making sure that people know who he is and that all of us walk in our respective calling. So part of resolute living is walking in wisdom and understanding. If there are two things that the body of Christ needs desperately today, it is wisdom and understanding. And we've all heard these words multiple times because we've been in the faith for a little while. Perhaps some of you are just recent converts and you've heard these terms and you've maybe thought, well, what are those terms? Well, we'll get into that a little bit today. But what I want to submit to you is wisdom and understanding are readily available for the believer in Jesus Christ. We don't have to try to work them up in our spirit. We don't have to do some 12-step program to get them. All we need to do is read the living word of God and have an active and vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. And we can have all the wisdom and all the understanding that we need to get us through difficult challenges. And in case y'all aren't aware, 2023 certainly had its share of challenges. 2024 is also going to have challenges. And I would submit to you that we will continue to have challenges as we walk through this life, as we move through sanctification and become more like Jesus Christ every single day. So with that, I want to take some moments and move into some scripture for you. So if you have your Bibles today, I'd like you to turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Chapter 4 is a fantastic chapter where Solomon is talking to his offspring about how wisdom and how understanding and how instruction are vital to healthy living. Vital to healthy living. Proverbs chapter 4, and I'll read verse 7. I'm reading out in the New King James Bible today, 4-7. Solomon, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So wisdom is the principal thing that Christians need to go after, not simply wait for it to come or look for it nonchalantly but go after it. Problems are going to come flying across all of our desks, sometimes 100 miles an hour, 
And we can't just have quick off the cuff answers. Many of these conflicts and many of these difficulties that come our way require us to be resolute in what we do and they require deliberate action. So wisdom is never acquired, not obtained, but it's never acquired through some kind of nonchalant seeking. Wisdom is acquired by getting into the word of God, by getting into our prayer closets, by making ourselves transparent and saying, okay, Lord, I am in this situation today. I'm in a very difficult matter. Perhaps it's an interpersonal relationship that has some difficulties and some very challenging things that I don't understand. Perhaps there's unforgiveness. Perhaps there's a financial issue. Name your issue. Wisdom is required. We can have all the knowledge that we want of the situation, all the key players, all the details, but wisdom is the application of what we know in a deliberate manner that reaches a final solution. And that wisdom cannot be secular wisdom. So in other words, it can't be wisdom that we somehow contrive in our own spirits, our own souls, and think, okay, this is what I'm going to do, or this worked last time, so let me apply it this time. That's a bad assumption because every situation is different. Even if they appear to be the same, they can be drastically different. So wisdom is the application of that knowledge. Understanding, on the other hand, is the ability to get to the bottom of a matter. Sometimes we get this incredible ball of yarn thrown at us on our desk, and it's got about 12,000 different knots in it. And we get told, I have this problem. Here you go. Figure it out. Okay, well... I'm going to need two things. I'm going to need the Lord's wisdom, and I'm going to need his understanding. Getting understanding. Solomon says, in all you're getting. That means in all you're seeking, all you're searching, all you're going after, get a hold of understanding. It's a command. It's not simply a suggestion. It's a command. And I feel that sometimes, at least I'm raising my hand here, we forget to take these two in account and we think, well, I've been through this before. I'm experienced. I'm a chief. I've been in for 23 and a half years. I'm an administrator. I know what's going on here. I got a handle on the situation. And then we apply that knowledge and we find that that was a misstep. And now we've created an even worse situation when what we were trying to do was curtail that and have that die down. So the Hebrew forgetting this is very interesting the hebrew forgetting that term getting is acquire not simply obtain but acquire see when i acquire something it becomes mine so in my field in logistics i work in acquisitions so i acquire something it becomes the property of naval air station joint reserve base new orleans if i acquire something for pastor shane it becomes mine and no one else owns it. That's what Solomon is getting across to us. When we go to get that wisdom and go to get that understanding, we're making them a part of who we are. It's not just a head knowledge. It's not just written down. It's not just, oh, let me look at this and I'll come back to it. No, it's let me get this into me and then let me apply it to the situation by the Holy Spirit's leading. 
if we will wait for him to open the doors and if we will wait for his command to speak, we will have so much more success in our daily interactions because we all have those interactions. We all have those difficult times where we would really rather be doing something else. But here we are. We are the light of the world. And sometimes we're going to have difficulties even amongst ourselves as brothers and sisters. And we should get that down to a science. But what happens when we have an issue with someone of the world who doesn't know Jesus Christ? The last thing that we want to do is not apply wisdom and not have any understanding of what's going on with that person or with that group of people that we're chatting with. In other words, we don't want to show them anyone else except Jesus Christ. The world needs to see him in all of us in every transaction so that getting is acquired. And it means to seek, to make towards, to follow. This is a choice that we've got to make. I'm either going to pursue God's wisdom and his understanding, or I'm going to bank on my wisdom and my understanding. And if I bank on the latter, I am not going to have the results that God would intend. He expects us, yea, he wants us to come to him because he has the answers for every problem. Yet sometimes what do we do? Oh, well, I'm ready to come to you, Lord. Okay, my son, my daughter, how come you didn't come to me at the onset? And we're all guilty of that. We're all works in progress. That's the beauty of Christian perfection and maturation in the faith is that we learn day by day how to become more like Jesus Christ and less like the guy and the gal in the mirror. So there's also a Latin word to this as well, this acquire from Noah Webster's dictionary, and it means to follow, to press, to urge. It means to pursue to the end pursue to the end. There's an active pursuit when we're going after wisdom and we're going after understanding. Some things we just cannot understand from the surface. But when we get into our prayer closets, when we get into the word of God, when we open up our ears and listen to Holy Spirit talk to us, he will lead us into all truth. He will direct our paths and he will give us the information that we need at every interval required during this difficult process. So acquire in our English means to gain by any means something which is in a degree permanent or which becomes vested or inherent in the possessor. Did you catch that? Catch that? When we're going after wisdom, when we go to get understanding, they are personal. It's Susan's, it's Jerry's, it's Shane's, it's Alan, it's Scott's, it's all of ours. It becomes our own. And what Susan gets is going to be different from Shane. But at the end of all of this, the goal is to be in the center of God's will in that problem, in that problem, in that problem. A mere temporary possession is not expressed by a choir. So I say that because wisdom and understanding are permanent fixtures that become part of who we are. We become vested. We bring them into our lives and we can have as much wisdom and understanding as we want. James tells us that if any of us lacks wisdom, all we need to do is ask with a sincere heart 
not a double-minded heart, but a sincere heart, and he will give to us liberally. In other words, he gives us more than we can handle. Our cup overflows, and we can use that wisdom. We can apply it every time. So my first point here today, I have two points. My first point, and I'm going to focus more today on understanding, is understanding is to be sought after, is to be pursued, is to be followed after, because it becomes vested and inherent in the one looking for. So again, if I'm actively seeking wisdom and understanding for a matter, what I get from the living God becomes part of who I am. It's not just a surface thing. It's not just a head game. It's not just written on a piece of paper or delivered to my neighbor in holiness living. No, it becomes part of who I am. And then it becomes part of my structure. So turn with me to Psalm 119. I want to take you over to Psalm 119, where King David speaks quite a bit about this understanding. And we're going to be looking at five different verses. So we'll start with Psalm 119, verse 34. Psalm 119, verse 34. King David knew how to ask for things from the living God. Even in his missteps, even in his gross infactions, he still had a heart that sought after the living God. And it's no wonder that uh, he's the most venerated king in Israel's history. So Psalm 119, 34 reads like this. Again, from the New King James, David says, Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Notice the order of precedence. David doesn't say, I will keep your law if you get, and then I'll have understanding. No. He says, give me understanding. In other words, give me the ability to get down behind the letter of the law. What does this law really mean? And if we break all the laws down, they break down into two. That's the first and second commandment, Deuteronomy 6, 5 and Leviticus 19, 18. You shall love the Lord your God with all that you are, and you shall love your neighbor, excuse me, as yourself. Those are the two principal matters in holiness living, as we all know here as Nazarenes. So David is saying, Lord, give me understanding about your law. Give me understanding, and I'm going to be able to keep it because I understand what it's intended for. Indeed, when I understand it, I shall observe it with my whole heart. I'm going to make it part of who I am because it's going to be vested in me. I'm going to have an understanding of what this command means and what that command means and what this command means and so on and so forth. So that's the first one. The second one is 73, verse 73, Psalm 119, 73. It's beautiful language. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. So he's acknowledging Yahweh as his creator, not just the creator, his creator. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Again, Lord, give me understanding that I may learn. Help me to know what I need to do to learn what you're saying to me that draws me closer to you. Help me in my holiness living with my neighbor to really love my neighbor as I love myself, to really prefer my neighbor 
over myself, to make sure that I take a back seat and push my neighbors forward, that I'm constantly elevating my neighbor and my neighbors will hopefully do the same for me. Give me understanding. Times two so far, David, has, says, has said that. Okay. And then turn back with me just a, a little bit here. Okay, I have a misprint on a verse here. I apologize for that. Let me get my notes straight here. Okay, Psalm 119, 125. Apparently, I don't know the difference between 125 and 25, but praise God, he does. So Psalm 119, 125. I am your servant. So again, David says, you're my creator. I am your servant. This is an active relationship. Give me understanding. Again, he's saying, Lord, give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. In other words, that I may know what you have declared, not only in my life, but declared in the life of Israel and in this kingdom that you've given me and throughout the whole world. Give me understanding that I may know them. So that way, when I speak to my neighbor, I can share the testimonies of the living God. And that's exactly what we do. The more we know of God and the more we share God to others, the more we will want to know him and the more that we will want to share him because he becomes the central focus in our lives. It's like John said, he must increase and I must decrease. And that's a daily execution for some of us. That's a moment by moment execution because the guy in the mirror often gets in the way and wants to slip in inserts that are not good for anybody. But we're all works in progress. That's the beautiful thing about sanctification. It is a daily process. And with the Spirit's help, we're getting closer to him day by day. Psalm 119, 144. Psalm 119, 144. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Okay, so David again says, Lord, your testimonies are everlasting. They are from old. They have no end. They will remain. And then he says, give me understanding and I shall live. Not I shall live to have understanding, but give me understanding and I shall live. I shall live according to what? I shall live according to those two laws that you want me to live. I shall live according to your will. In other words, Lord, put me in the center of your will. Let what I want become what you want. And let my focus always be on you and always be on my neighbor. All right, there's, there's our first plane. Hopefully that's just a fast pass over there. But David is saying, give me understanding. Again, Lord, help me to understand every matter that comes my way. Help me to understand the things I don't understand. And Lord, even help me understand the things that I think I understand that maybe I take for granted and don't quite know in depth the way that you do. Give me your heart. Give me your mind. Give me your single focused vision on your creation. And then finally, we'll turn to Psalm 119, 169. Psalm 119, 169. 69. This is a prayer, if you will, from David. Psalm 119, 169. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. 
give me understanding according to your word. And this, I think, is the linchpin of today's meditation. We're not just asking for any understanding, church. We're asking for the understanding of the creator of the universe himself, Jesus Christ. And we have the ability. We have the ability because the veil has been torn from top to bottom. And we can walk right into the throne room and ask for this when we're receiving grace, when we're receiving help and mercy. We can ask for that understanding. Lord, I'm in a tight spot. I'm in a very difficult place. I don't see where all of these pieces are, but I know you do. And I'm reading your word and you're speaking to me. And I'm asking that you give me understanding, that you give me wisdom so I can press through this challenge. And then so I can be more like you on the backside. And so I will also have a story to share with someone else that may be in the same spot I am. That's the beauty of going through these difficult times. They're not just for us. Though they are, they are meant to be distributed worldwide to whosoever will listen, because people are going to know more about Jesus Christ. Give me one second. People are going to know more about Jesus Christ from the interpersonal relationships they have with those that already know him. They can read about him all day long. They can hear about him. But when they're engaged in a personal conversation and they can see the living God working in them, their interest will be piqued and they will want to know why it is that we believe what we believe. And we have the cure to this sickness called sin. So my second point, understanding can be requested from the living God to keep his law, to learn his commandments, to know his testimonies, to live, and according to his word, that last point being the most important, what kind of wisdom and what kind of understanding are we seeking? If it's our own, we need to lay that at the altar, confess our sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and then seek his face. Okay, Lord, my slate's clean. My wisdom, my understanding are aside. Feed me with your understanding according to your word. Don't let me hear what I think is your word and it not be your word. Let me hear clearly from you in your word so that I can be successful in 2024 so I can have this resolute living that has a single mind focused on Jesus Christ and my neighbor. God bless you today. I hope that you've been touched by this. I thank you very much for your time. And I would like to take a few moments to lift up all of you in prayer today.